According to the Federal Reserve's 2018 survey of household economics and decision-making, 61% of the 12,000 households surveyed said they could cover a $400 unexpected expense using cash. This in turn means almost 40% of Americans don't have the cash reserves or savings to cover an unexpected $400 expense. This is a surprising stat. And on today's show, we're going to talk about self-management and how to stop living paycheck to paycheck. Welcome to the Good Samaritan Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Jackson, where you come to get advice on money, business, and life, according to yours truly, and have a little fun while we're at it. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Let's get into it. Welcome to show number two. Glad you guys could join us again. Hope you enjoyed the first episode. If you haven't checked it out, I would highly encourage you to go at, go back and check out uh, show number one on self-assessment. Some very good tidbits in there. Uh, but today we're going to talk about self-management. Uh, it's the second pillar uh, in our pillars of self-control that we believe in here on the Good Samaritan podcast. So I have a confession to make. I really love pecan and pralines ice cream by Bluebell. And as I kind of go back to that analogy from show one, where we kind of do a self-assessment on our body size and how we look, we made that assessment, we set those goals, but now like, what's that next step? Like, how do we get to those goals? And that's that's where self-management comes in. And if only if I could just decide like, bam, I made the decision, I'm gonna lose weight. And immediately I start to lose weight. That would be awesome. That'd be a fantastic life, wouldn't it? I think I could eat pizza every day and have rock hard, solid six pack abs. That'd be awesome, great life. Uh, But unfortunately that's not reality. And how do we make that next step? Well, we start managing ourselves. We start managing our day to day. Uh, When it comes to weight loss, what do we do? We already took that self-assessment and stock of what our diet is. But then we go to the store and we buy all the right foods. We set a schedule of when we're going to eat. Uh, we follow that schedule when we're going to eat. We have reminders of what we want our goal to be. And we track that progress, don't we? And by doing all those self-managing things of that, of that weight loss is how we ultimately arrive at our, our in-game goal. Well, in our financial life, it works the same way. We did our self-assessment. We set our goal. Now we wake up the next day and we have to do actions that go in the right direction towards that goal that we want to get to with our end game, as I mentioned before. And the first thing I want you to do is come up with what you think will be your big stake in the ground, your big, I'm here, it's my moment, I'm 100% serious about doing this. What's that move you're going to exercise or really kick off uh, kick off your, your journey to this financial piece, you will call it, uh, to get to that in-game goal. A good example of this would be cutting up your credit cards, for example. You're going to make a statement today. I'm not going to live the life I've been living. I'm not going to uh, spend money frivolously or I'm going to have a plan for my money. I'm going to stop overspending. Or uh, maybe you have a vice with eating out every day or buying a Starbucks coffee every day. And you've done the, as we looked at our self-assessment and we realized how much money we spend on Starbucks coffee every day, for example, 
that first thing I want you to do is make that big statement that's staking the ground on your new financial journey like today this big thing stops we're not going to fix everything in that moment but this one thing let's let's kick off that journey to financial peace with that one big thing like today uh, this thing stops these this credit card spending stops this uh, frivolous spending on coffee stops or uh, I like going to the movies every other day like every, all of us have vices uh, that are a big part of what's in the way for our financial journey and pick that one that you're like, you know what, I can I can do without it. It might be tough, but I can do without it. And this is my moment to show I'm serious about starting this path and getting where I want to get to. Uh, so think about what that is for you. Write it down, post it somewhere. Um, if you want to cut up those credit cards and put them in the trash or whatever it is, that will get you started. I want you to to think about that today and about making that statement today, right now. That that's the vice I'm getting rid of that's hurting my financial future uh, today, and I'm gonna make this statement. So you might be asking, like, why do I need this big statement? Why do I need to prove to anyone, or specifically in this case myself, like, why I need to make that big statement? And my answer to you about that would be we're trying to show ourselves who's in control. Is it is it my emotions? Is it the people around me? Uh, is it the Joneses? Am I trying to keep up with the Joneses? Uh, is it my friends? Or I, I have that that Starbucks coffee with my favorite friend every day. That big statement is to show that you're in control and your goals are what your priority is. And you have to engage in actions that show that this is a priority. We can all talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Can you show that you're serious about changing your financial life and your financial future? And that's why I suggest and want you to Make a big statement because I want you to show yourself that you can do this. You have the willpower to do this. You're strong enough to do this. And once you show yourself, you can build on it. Now it's you got that one statement that you made. You got that one stake in the ground. This is not the only stake we're going to drop. We just need to drop that first one. Then we can build upon it. Now we got three stakes in the ground three months later. We've gotten rid of three vices and we're starting to really, we're starting to cook. We're starting to get cooking. We're starting to make moves and our financial future is starting to get better. Day by day, piece by piece. I heard really, I heard something really awesome the other day about even the small moves matter. All progress is progress. Some of it is big and large and we like to focus on those, but baby steps. The baby steps matter too. So now that we made that that big proclamation, that first stake in the ground, whether it's something large like cutting up a credit card or it's as simple as not buying that one coffee every morning. I want to go back to the budget as we talked about doing a self-assessment and recognizing where our budget is. So after we've made that budget and we've maximized and we've determined what we want to that budget to look like, 
we need a way to manage that budget. How do we manage that budget? We can write down the budget, but are we? How do we actually execute that budget and self-manage ourselves and make sure we hold ourselves accountable to the priorities and goals that we've set out? And there are a number of examples of the way that you can do this. In my own personal life, the way we manage our budget, we actually use four separate accounts. My wife and I each have our own personal account. We have a joint expenses account and we have a savings account. Each person can see all of the funds in these four accounts, which is a good uh, accountability factor, not only for ourselves, but also one another. And our budget is set out that every way, every Friday when we get paid or when payday comes, based on how our budget is structured, each one of those accounts receives a certain amount of money. So immediately upon payday, money is divvied up and sent to the appropriate account to pay bills out of the expenses account. Set Money that's set aside for savings every month goes to the savings account. And then each one of our personal accounts is essentially a holder for us to get personal money that we've also made a part of the budget to give us an idea of what we have, how much we have to spend until the next payday. One might ask, well, why would... There are a number, there are actually a number of things to uncover there. We'll have a whole episode on uh, marriage and money or love and money uh, down the road, and we won't go into some of those topics here because uh, there's plenty to uncover there, I can assure you. But specifically on self-managing, in order to make it easier on ourselves, we pretty much automated the process uh, in a way that it still goes towards our goals, but also is still very comfortable for what we're trying to achieve. One of the biggest things early on trying to manage my own personal money is if the money was in the account I recognize that I let my emotions or I would justify spending that I hadn't planned for. And I would talk myself into uh, buying things while I was out any particular day, whether that had been in, on uh, any, any number of things. I, I might convince myself that, you know what, I like those pair of shoes. Oh, I see, you know, I just got paid. I see all of that money in the account. I start to justify like, oh, you know, I, you know, $50, I got $50, you know, to, to buy these new Nikes that I need. But it always will come out at the end of the month that hmm, the numbers always seem to be off. I needed to make some cuts elsewhere to hit other parts of my budget because the, the money was the money. I let my emotions in that moment uh, get in the way of my goals, which is why we've automated that process. And that's just one example. There are a number of different avenues you can take, like using just cash. And what I mean by cash is people will cash out their money when they get paid outside of their savings and their investments they might have and go to a cash envelope system. And on each one of those envelopes, they will identify the amount of money necessary for each one of the categories that they need to pay for. So if the rent's due, that amount of cash goes into that envelope. Uh, 
for groceries. That amount of cash for the next two weeks or the next month goes into that envelope. The beauty of the cash system is it gives a physical nature to your budget and you can see all of that money flow throughout your life as you go to pay uh, for those things that you set for each one of those envelopes. And the real key and the best part of the cash envelope system is if you have spent a little more elsewhere or if you've, unders- if you've underspent in another category, you can see that plain as day. And it helps keep you- help to keep yourself honest and help you to stay f- on task and stay focused on what your financial future is. And at the end of the day, when the money's gone, the money's gone. There's no swiping a card to uh, overdraft. There's no swiping a card to borrow on credit. The money's gone. You know to stop spending until your uh, cycle starts over again for the next payday. I have a good friend uh, who has a number of accounts under one account uh, at a credit union. They allow him to open as many accounts as he needs and uh, without any other any additional cost. Uh, so he opens a, a variety of accounts. He might have an account to save for a vacation. He also has an account to save money to purchase a new car. He has another account for uh, his kids' college savings. He might have another account for any any other goal that he has. So that way, when payday comes, he divvies up the money as soon as he gets paid, and he's on his on his way and making those dollars work in the way that he wants them to. The real key in getting and self-managing yourself and self-managing your financial life. Like we made your budget. Now it's all about how do we execute it? How do we stay uh, honest? How do we stay consistent? And how do we stay on target and on the plan? And that's just about daily self-managing uh, yourself like you would with anything else. If it's that important to you, make sure it gets it, you'll get it done as well as really focusing on the baby steps to get you there as we talked about before and really focusing on the execution of the plan once it's been written now your goal is written but that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect allow a little room to be uh imperfect you're going to make mistakes you're going to spend a little more money against your plan but more so it's uh, to guide you and help you go in the right direction because guess what we're all human No one's ever going to ask you to be perfect. I definitely won't ask you to be perfect. And I can assure you that I'm not perfect. Uh, A lot of the advice that I give is based on my own life experiences. But there are days I'm I'm not as uh, good as I want to be. Uh, But knowing that I'm, you know, an imperfect person, it's okay to be imperfect. It's all about the effort and the focus and staying consistent, which is why we're discussing self-management because at the end of the day you are in control and you are accountable uh, for yourself and I as I mentioned before I believe you can do it and it's going to be it's going to take hard work and commitment and consistency uh, but we will we all stumble along the way and you'll stumble along the way I continue to stumble uh, along the way uh, but as long as you can build that structure in of self-management around your budget, you can get where you want to go. So finally, as you self-manage, how do you tra- track your progress? I know personally, uh, a thing I like to do, I have a spreadsheet, as we talked about net worth in the first, in the first episode. You can actually track your net worth increases and decreases. 
Uh, unfortunately, there are some decreases with how the stock market works. I have a live uh, document where I input all my assets, all my liabilities, and I have the math calculate. And as you know, your assets change periodically over time, whether it be weekly, monthly, um, as well as your liabilities do as well. So, for example, if you're on a, a debt-free um, train right now, you're screaming to just, I got to get out of some of this bad debt I have, whether it be, you know, cars, uh, credit card debt, um, personal loans that you, you've paid off or that you owe. As you pay one of those payments, guess what comes down? The principal comes down. Your liability amount comes down. So on your line and your liabilities, you just, every time you pay it, you change your liabilities. And guess what? Your net worth will increase uh, every payment you make. So that's a, just a personal way I do it. But there are a number of examples on how you can track your progress uh, when it comes to net, your net worth position, whether it be just paying down, paying down debt. If you're focused in paying down debt, every payment you make increases uh, your net worth relative to how much debt you've paid down. So if it's um, tracking it on the refrigerator, you got a big number out there for a car, you owe $22,000 on a car. And every time you pay it, you've got your amortization schedule with your bank online, and you just write down on your refrigerator and track and be like, hey, this month's payment got paid. This principal went down, this interest got paid, and this is what our, our total balance is. It's a great way to track you know, anything, tracking it on the refrigerator because you see it every day, keeps you motivated, you're able to see where it is uh, each day and each month or each week that you pay that debt down. So why do we keep track of our progress as we go throughout this process? Very important, it keeps you focused on your goals, it shows that you are accomplishing things as you go throughout the the hard thing about paying down debt is you only really feel that big relief when it's completely gone. But when you pay it ahead, for example, your payments are still due on time every month just because you paid off a little bit of extra ex principal, whatever that amount is. Your lender still comes back the next month like, hey, your payments are due. And that can be really hard and stressful to deal with. And sometimes people are just like, well, why am I paying extra? I don't get anything immediate out of it. Well, that's why we track the progress. So you can see like there is still a benefit that you receive, though not physically tangible um, directly until you actually pay the debt off. But you are making progress. It's something you can hold on to, uh, whether it be visually or physically. I'm really ch charging towards that goal and getting rid uh, of some bad debt. That big relief at the end of any debt payoff is a feeling a lot of people uh, wouldn't change for the world. It is, it is a huge accomplishment, but that road from the beginning to the end is a long one. And you definitely need some motivation uh, in between that that $1 you put towards that $22,000 car debt compared to that last dollar that you paid off on that $22,000 car debt because there might be six months in between. Uh, there might be a year in between. There might be a year and a half in between uh, depending on your plan and what your income level is and what your budget looks like. And how do we stay motivated eight months in where we're paying extra money to get rid of a, a car payment?
you know, each month you're grinding, you're going to work every day, five days a week or making extra money on the side. How do we stay motivated and not deciding 10 months down the road before we get to our 18th month goal to pay this debt off to keep you committed is like, nope, I'm still on my plan. I can see it. I can see the the principal payment uh, increasing, the interest payment decreasing every time I pay this debt. And that's why we want to track that progress, uh, because some of these journeys can be long to the very end game. But each step that you make, go back to those baby steps, are impactful and we want to give you a way to see how they are impacting each and every payment or each and every step that you make in this financial journey to keep you going and keep you uh, moving forward and keep you being consistent uh, because at the end of the day as you stack up all these steps and all these baby steps and paying off debt and buying investments at some point you'll look up and go man I'm a millionaire and that won't happen overnight that will happen over months and years of of grinding and being committed and being committed to a budget and being consistent to a lifestyle that gets you where you want to be and i can assure you uh, you'll be more grateful to be there when you get there uh, compared to your friends and family or people that you might know or your cohorts who are just the same age as you who didn't you know make that sacrifice and didn't build that plan to get there uh, because it's hard to you can't get back time uh, you can't get back time and effort that you could have been doing something over the last 10 years because those 10 years are gone, uh, which is why it's so important to track your progress because it keeps you on track, uh, keeps you consistent and keeps your commitment and your motivation level high to reach those goals that you're just shooting to, to get to. So to summarize today's show, the first big thing to really kick off any idea to start self-managing yourself, being better at self-managing your actions and your uh, your flow of energy into your, your life and particularly in your financial life. Really drop, put that big stake in the ground for change. I really encourage you to pick something in your life financially that you think has really been a problem. You know it's been a problem. Uh, you've probably spoken it to yourself silently. You've probably thought about it to yourself uh, in a moment where it's just you and you're kind of like, man, I really need to stop eating here and spending $300 a month here eating out. Or, man, I really, I bought that car. I wanted to buy a, a cheaper car, but this one like really spoke out to my emotions and what I wanted at the time. Put that stake in the ground and get rid of it or adjust it to help you save money, to show you that you're in control. It's not your emotions. It's not your uh, affinity or, or wanting to keep up with others you're running in a circle with. You know, it's you deciding to control that. So make that stake in the ground and cut that thing that you want to cut uh, and to move forward. Secondly, really creating that system to execute your budget. We spent all that time, you know, self-assessing, set your budget, which we'll have another episode on budgeting just in, in general. But as you set your budget, how are you going to execute that budget? How are you going to hold yourself accountable to executing that budget? Don't just make a budget, put it in the drawer and be like, hey, I'm on a budget. Uh, but then when you go out tomorrow, you're still spending money the same way. You're still allocating funds to things that don't have a, a line item in your budget. 
create a system to execute execute your budget, whether that be cash, whether that be through multiple accounts at your bank, or whether that be any other way that you've come up with. It's in your corner, but you have to have a system to execute execute that budget. And finally, track your progress. This is a hard thing you're about to take on. It's a hard thing that I feel like I do every day. Track your progress. Uh, I want to keep you motivated. You want to stay motivated towards your goals, whether whether that be freedom to travel, whether that be uh, freedom of debt, whether that be, you know, just peace of mind. Uh, Because I think we're all looking for that, especially in uh, today's environment with the coronavirus and people being worried about losing their livelihood and their jobs because the economy is about to sink. Um, Track your progress. Motivate yourself. Hold yourself accountable to those goals you set out and where you want to be. And make it physical, whether that be in your face every day when you wake up uh, on your refrigerator or on a reminder in your phone uh, or in a spreadsheet that you're filling out uh, periodically, whether that be daily, weekly, every bi-weekly, every time you get paid, every time you pay a debt, put it in numbers, make it real for yourself because that's where you can motivate yourself uh, in that tracking of that progress. And then there will be will, there will be a day, I promise you, if you stay committed, you stay consistent, you'll just be like, man, that monkey is off my shoulders where that be student loan debt. I'm almost there. That student loan debt is gone, man, I promise you, there's no feeling better than getting rid of that. And then when you can make that first investment, uh, whether that be stocks, be able to put $10,000, you know, in the stock market on the stock you research, which will have episodes on that, or you went out and bought a rental uh, property, or you went out and bought uh, some land, or you went out and started a business. You're able to do that because of steps you're t- you took five years ago, three years ago, eight years ago, um, because you went out and got out of some debt because you tracked your progress because you stay committed and focused. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I enjoyed making it for you. Check out episode show number three. I'm still running around some topics in my head, but I'm going to drop it soon. As always, please follow us on Instagram. Our handle is the Good Samaritan Podcast. Also, you can send us emails and questions at the Good Samaritan Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, while you're in your financial journey, always take the time to be a Good Samaritan.